Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, my friends. Hello, as Neil Diamond would say. Happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And of course, you can check me out on Drive Late today at 4pm. How about this for a show? I'm alongside Ray Parler. Coming into the studio is Ray Winston and also Keith Lemon. So make sure you join me. Even producer Tom behind me went... What'd you make of that? Amazing. It's a great line, isn't it? Two gingers and a cockney. No, two... De- anyway. And a partridge uh, in a pear tree. What? And a partridge in a pear tree. Why are you ad-libbing? Can I get on with it? Anyway, we begin with news that Stephen Gerrard is set to accept a lucrative offer to return to management from the Saudi side. Al Etifak. No, me neither. TalkSport understands. Former Palace Mona owner Simon Jordan reckons Gerrard needs to rebuild his reputation that's in the toilet. Although he can probably afford a gold toilet now. Once you're out of the loop in football, you're out of the loop, and very rarely do you see people going off. It happens. Benitez got lucky. He went off to China, came back, and had that wonderful stint in Everton. How'd that work out? The bottom line is, is that I think it's a. I just think if Gerard wants to do that, then he doesn't believe that he's got the chops to be a top-class manager. He believes that the importance of the remuneration, remuneration he's going to get in Saudi, or um, you know, in, in this instance, is greater than perhaps looking around and taking an opportunity somewhere more meaningful in football terms, not financial terms. And that's easy for me to say, because I'm not the one being offered a King's Ransom to go and manage in these leagues. But but Gerard needs to rebuild. His reputation is in the toilet as a top-class manager. They're not football decisions, these are financial decisions. So if that's what they want to do, that's their gift. No one can sit here and suggest that if they were in a position where they were offered the money that they wouldn't think about themselves. Depends what you believe you to be. If you want to make a football decision that's going to take you on a journey to be a very successful manager and you back yourself, then you don't need to go to Dubai or to the Middle East or wherever he's going. Uh, In this instance, this is not a football decision. He's not going to advance as a coach. He's not going to enhance his reputation amongst those eyes that might look on him and go, oh, look what you did in the Saudi League. Okay, they're not going to suggest that a Premier League job is going to become available as a result of that. So it's a financial decision. So let's just characterise it for what it is. And here's Danny Murphy's response, Gerard's former Liverpool teammate, of course, on my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time. I spoke to him briefly when he was deciding the first time a few weeks ago. He was wanting a football project that he knew he could have some sort of benefit from and actually learn something and actually improve his coaching and and get back to work if you like my understanding of Stephen generally is that 
he, he wants to succeed in everything he does. And although we're all tempted by extra dough, he's got plenty of dough. If you don't have any other opportunities and you are not working and you're not practising your skill, you're yeah. not coaching anybody, whether it be you know Liverpool under-18s, whether it be in Saudi, whether it be wherever. Yeah. If you're sat on your backside doing nothing, you're not learning anything. No. but the You're not honing your talent. Now, the fallout from the Ashes controversy and Johnny Bairstow's controversial stumping have continued. We'll get the take of David Bumble Lloyd, Simon Bumble Jordan and former Ashes cricketer Brad Bumble Hogg. But first, it's Steve Bumble Harmison claiming that Bumble Bairstow was Bumble naive. Johnny Bairstow has been stumped by Alex Carey. Johnny Bairstow was in his crease with both feet where Alex Carey let go of the ball. And the ball was in midair when, when Johnny Bairstow left his crease. You can see he scratched it, you can see he was in or whatever you want. But at the end of the day, you know, Johnny Bairstow did it to Steve Smith. Steve Smith was out of his crease when he was batting. Johnny Bairstow caught the ball and threw the ball to stumps. That's exactly what Alex Carey did. I'm the, I'm the biggest patriotic England fan that you could, you could ever find. But at the end of the day, Johnny Bairstow should never have left his crease. And he did it three or four times. So Alex Carey decided, right, I'm going to throw the ball at stumps. And he actually timed it perfect. He was, the, the, the ideal scenario would have been he missing the stumps. And then Johnny would have had a warning not to be as dozy as he did. It's not an edifying moment in the game, spirit of cricket and all that. But if you wanted a bit of needle back within the ashes, then you're in luck because it's back. Yeah, look, I was disappointed from the start. I thought uh, Australia should have called Bairstow back. At the end of the day, it was not a good spectacle for uh, test cricket. England for me, were hard done by and uh, you don't want to win a test match by taking cheap wickets like that. Within the laws of the game, of course it was the right decision, but it's a crappy way to win. I mean, there is a manner. I mean, it's ruthless. I thought it was fair. You know, you see Johnny do it all the time. He did it day one to Davey Warner. I think Johnny did it a few balls beforehand. Rolled it at the stumps. Johnny left his crease. You leave the rest to the umpires. And as the captain pointed out, as Cummings pointed out, it's something they've obviously worked on and looked at. They've seen him walking out of his crease. So they are professionally adept and adroit enough to be able to see this. There was no advantage being gained by, by Best though. It's not a case of backing up and a bowler watching someone taking yards up the pitch from the from, from the popping crease and backing up. This is a completely different dynamic. This is somebody that's just walked out of his crease because he believes an over's been called. This is going to sound very un-Australian, <laughs> but as a, a lover of cricket and a lover of the game, and I'm the president of the, the Port Melbourne Cricket Club here in Melbourne, uh-huh. um, and a previous captain, I would have called him back and withdrawn the appeal okay. because our, our game is better than that. You know, the Aussie way is to win at all costs, but you know sometimes it comes at, at, at a cost. I've got plenty of colleagues down here that are from the older generation who probably would have done the same thing. I thought it was just so poor from Kerry. You know, why not warn him first? I don't know. Anyway, you know, that's the way it is. I didn't, didn't sit well with me. I didn't enjoy it. He's caught the ball and in the same movement, he's brought him the stumps and he's out of his ground. Now, you know, it's a naive way of getting out. It's an unsavoury way of getting out. And there's, there's many, many people in the game. Ben Stokes was one. He said, I would have withdrawn the appeal. Now, Australia saw it differently. I have no problem with that. That's the way they play the game. Don't come to me, says Pat Cummings. It's nothing to do with me. He was out of his ground. The umpire gave him out. So you've two different ways of looking at mm. it. But like that will create controversy. But it's about time because it's been all so ovey-dovey as this ashes. And for more reaction on those dastardly Aussies, 
check out TalkSport's Cricket Podcast following on with Steve Hammy Armson. Is that one of your words, Producer Tom? Dastardly? It is, yeah. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. It's available anyway, basically, where you got this one. Now, here's the former Liverpool striker, Dean Saunders, with a huge claim that Trent Alexander-Arnold is England's best midfielder, including Declan Rice. Silly man. I think Trent is the best English midfield player in England. I think he's better than all of them. If you play him in the middle midfield, he can do everything that Declan Rice does. Mm-hmm. Everything. But also, he can hit passes that oh, Thiago vision. hits yeah, and sees it. Yeah. So I'd buy a right back. If I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd buy a right back and play Trent in midfield. I think in the end, I think Trent was brought up as a midfield player. Mm, He ended up mm. at fullback, but he knows what to do in the middle. I was watching him thinking, you've got to have wing mirrors on when you play in the middle midfield because you're playing with your back to goal and facing the other way. You've got to do both. And I think he can do both. So I think Jurgen Klopp eventually will play Trent in the middle of midfield. Now, on to... Yeah, tennis. And Wimbledon is well and truly underway. His talks was Lisa O'Sullivan with a review of day one. Seventh seed Coco Goff lost 6-4-4-6-6-2-2 Sophia Kennan, the 2020 Australian Open champion, who had to come through qualifying to make this year's main draw. Top seed Iga Swiatek is through, along with Victoria Azarenka, Jessica Bagula and Alina Svitolina, who beat Venus Williams, making her 92nd appearance at a Grand Slam. Novak Djokovic got a towel out to try and speed things up after an 80-minute rain delay to his centre court triumph over the impressive Argentine Pedro Cachin. As for the Brits, while Harriet Dart and Katie Swan went out, Jodie Burridge beat Katie McAnally to notch up her first Wimbledon win and join Liam Brodie and Jan Choinsky in the second round. Dan Evans, though, has a bigger climb than Henman Hill to progress. He'll return on day two, two sets down to the Frenchman Quentin Alice. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, the new Leicester City manager, Enzo Maresca, has been speaking to the media for the first time. Enzi 
believes that everyone will want to beat his Leicester team this season, but is ready for the challenge of the championship. I mean, to be fair, everyone wants to beat everyone in the championship. That's what it's all about, and getting out of the championship. Every team is coming there to try to get points because they are probably the best team in, in Premier. Exactly the same will happen with us. So we have to be ready in that. We need to adapt. We need to adapt championship. It's different than Premier League because all the teams, they come to Leicester and they face us. The target is to play against uh, probably for them the best club in championship. And if, if we don't adapt, could be batting. It's always good to start in the right way and we're going we're gonna to try to be ready for that. That's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on ADLC's Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside Ray Parler. Studio guests include Ray the Daddy Winston and Keith the Lemon Lemon. Make sure you join me for that. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts at first in the morning. Do what you got to do to get it. Until then, thanks for listening. Have a good day and above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.